Hey everyone, welcome to SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. For the Realistic SLP. Welcome! welcome. <laughs> oh look, we did that together. We're awesome. <laughs> so we want to start off by saying thank you to all of our listeners. Thank yes. you for tuning in. Thank you for telling your friends. And thank you so much for writing to us. We love it. Keep it coming. And thank you for helping us reach 2,000 downloads. Oh, Woo-hoo! yes. So we've been running now for almost a month. Today's June 5th. Our first day was May 7th. Oh, So okay. almost a month and we hit 2,038 downloads. Cheers. Cheers to that. That's Woo. right. So, I mean, thank you to everyone who listened and who told their friends and who reviewed and who shared. We sincerely appreciate it, and we also love hearing your feedback. Yes, especially the feedback. Also, a special thank you to Precare SLP. Oh, yeah. It's a private practice. They um, got us some funky, uh, what are these things called? Like, I forgot. Um, noise-reducing Noise-reducing stuff, yes. So that we're not so echoey. Yes. Somebody said we sound like chipmunks. Oh, but I thought that was the goal. Yes, yeah, because yeah, we are chipmunks. I mean, like... That yeah. is true. Um, but we, yeah, so we're trying to, we're making adjustments in terms of sound, and now we have this really cool sound phone. Yeah. So hopefully we're less echoey, but write us in, let us know what you think. Yeah. So And that's all because of Precare. Thank you. And uh, what they are, <laughs> who they are, they're a private practice, and they offer speech and language therapy to all different populations, adults, kids, teens, everyone in between. Uh, and on yeah, Staten Island, right. yeah, uh, unintentionally too. Yeah. You're just so linguistic. I am fine. just so so alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they have populations, all different populations and locations in Staten Island and in Coney, Coney Island, and their website is www.slpmd.com. So check them out. All right, sounds yes. good. So. Um, we're drinking, we're eating, right. what's happening, Maria? Yes, all right, so I brought this wine, and oh my gosh, is it strong. <laughs> is it really? Yeah. Like, it is. You don't, like, feel like a kick in your mouth when you eat it, Well, Mike drink made it. me a whole, you're always saying. I'm always messing up <laughs> what if we're eating or drinking, because yeah. we're doing both, so. We are. They're um, interchangeable Mike made at this me a point. Whole steak dinner before you got here. Wow. So I am sh- going to be so burr tonight okay but you did well, the, bring uh you're gonna talk about it it's got extra alcohol in it so. yeah this is a california merlot from Frey brothers vineyards mm-hmm. it's uh it's by the company is redwood creek maybe you've seen them in your local liquor store it's a vintage it says vintage on it 2008 so you think, oh, it says vintage. I'm going to like it. No, I don't really like this too much. So you say sink it? I'm going to have to say sink it. It's too strong of a taste. It does have like a cherry kind of fruity taste. And that's why I'm feeling this white cheddar cheese that we're eating. Oh, yes, yes. It does because it helps nice. soak it up with this mm-hmm. intense alcohol. I'm still like sipping it, though. I say I say sing, uh, drink it. I like it. You do? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think it tastes good. I mean, it's like less than $10, so it's like a pretty large bottle, so you can't really go wrong. Yes, yeah, I think this. Up. Yeah, this is good if you're going to go to like a party and you're not going to drink that night. You're like, here, I got you this wine. <laughs> I'm not drinking tonight, you know. Right. I don't want to have a headache in the morning or something. And just let them, other people, drink it. Right. That's Does that a good mean? Idea. I'm sorry. I mean... That's a good tip. That's I'm a good tip and trick. I'm thankful to anyone who just like hands me a glass, which can be very dangerous, but so far so good. I'm yeah. doing okay. Be careful, man. <laughs> be observant. Yes, yes, that's true. Um, speaking of, well, let's observe how we're feeling. Let's check yeah. in. So how is your day and your week going, Maria? I would say it's going pretty well. Um, I'm looking forward to celebrating my birthday kind of early. But this weekend, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out this weekend. So it's my birthday weekend. I wish that I could come. I know, but it's okay. I know you still love me. I sure do. Yes, or I do feel Do you want to share what you're doing or you don't want to Oh, okay. Friday, I'm going to go out on Staten Island with like coworkers or whoever wants to come. And mm-hmm. then Saturday, I'm going to go out with just the girls. 
okay. to Tao Downtown. Sweet. I decided we're going to just Good. go to Town Downtown go for it. and just live in the moment and mm-hmm. whatever. I'm turning 30 and there's nothing I can do to stop it. Like you right. said. You can't. It's yeah. happening. It's happening. Yeah. So I'm soaking Time it up. Time keeps on going. Yeah. <laughs> These big wheels yeah. keep on turning. Burning. Burning <laughs> on a river. Anyway. Uh, oh, also I saw the movie... Um, Upgrade yesterday. Have you oh, heard of it? I have not. Yeah, I didn't hear of it either Did until yesterday. Did you see it in one of those theaters that shows no. the movies that are not on TV? No, you're like the second person to oh, ask really? me that. And I'm like, no, it really is like... If it's you like in it's yeah, like it's in a, regal cinemas. Yes, that's where I went. It's, oh. it's not that <laughs> okay. exact one, but yeah. And it's about this guy and he gets like uh, paralyzed and he has this like artificial thing put in him and he makes him like... Kind of like a bionic man, but there's way more to the story than that. I'm not gonna okay. have a spoiler alert. So, do you recommend? I it? do. How many right. tomatoes do? You, oh, what, what like at a percentage, yeah, like a ninety. Oh, yeah, boy, that's I know, high. I know. They don't dish out those tomatoes. I for know nothing. they don't, and that they're like good to go by rotten tomatoes. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, like, they'll Ooh. even be like, "This movie sucks, but you have to see it." Right. Yeah, yeah, I would say that it was good. So I would see it if I were you. That's good. What about you? Um, So I am just, you know, running around like a crazy person. As always. As always. But usually I'm like a manageable crazy person. And I'm at a point where I am like, shut the front door. Uh-huh. There is to who? To yourself too much or to going others? On. Mostly others. Interesting. I I'm thought you meant to yourself. I'm always myself. Oh, okay. I'm always okay. like, but, but lately I feel like you are too much for me. Is, are you, do you mean me? No. Okay. I'm just checking. No, no. It's just like mostly. Sorry, I had to pull the microphone away for a second. Right. Because this wine is intense. (laughs) Um, But no, it's just like the intensity of work. It's the end of the school year. The amount of work that I have to do. The session notes, the progress reports. It's hard for me to keep track of everything. And then I missed a couple days. So uh, people want to do makeups that just like. The time is going, and there aren't enough opportunities to make up these missed sessions before the school year ends. Right. And you know what? I have to surrender to that which is outside of my control. True. You can do anything, but you can't do everything. And you can't make time, like, appear in school day. True. But (laughs) I do think time is elastic interesting because you could say to yourself oh i have three things to do in an hour i don't have enough time to get it done and and get somewhere on time but you can stretch the time to get it all done right or you You could do like each thing like half-assed or just do half of it and then go back later exactly that's why i'm always late because I'm trying to do 100 things in once. That's right. I'm always late because I accomplish so much that I don't have time to be early because my time is too valuable. So I can't just be waiting in a coffee shop for you to arrive. That's true. But then the other person gets mad. And then they're like, you don't take my time. And it's like, right. no, but I'm sorry. But I'm not. No. <laughs> like, yeah. Luckily, though, I feel like I I tend to meet up with people who are just as busy as me. So we're just both like, if I got there sooner, I'm just like, it's margarita time. I'm starting without you. Right. There you go. (laughs) So, yeah. Same thing. But I feel okay. I did feel very stressed. And then I took my dog for a walk, which is like the best thing about having dogs is that you have to take, you have to go out, you have to walk around and think. And um, thinking about our topic today, which is autism. Yes. And um, how it's like you said in the earlier episode, it's like an individual who has autism. They're like kind of closed within themselves a bit. Right. So as I was walking, like stick with me on this. I'm there. I like to like walk and sing and think. And I'm always singing something in my head. And I was singing Grease. Which song? Go Grease Lightning? That one? No. No. Okay. Um, the, You're the one that I want. Oh, okay. When she's like, meditate my direction. Right. And I'm like, meditate is like a word that's just been it, like just thrown around a lot. Yes. And so I was like, oh, does meditate mean like to come closer? And then like, if you meditate, you come closer to yourself. Yes. Right? I think the answer to that question is yes. I think so, because that's what Sandy was saying. She was like, meditate my direction, come this way. Right. And if you're meditating alone, you must be coming closer to yourself. Yeah, your true self where you... Because I meditate, and like the whole 
philosophy behind it is you're quieting your like busy monkey mind Uh and you're trying to just focus on like sensations or just clearing your head or even if you do have thoughts that come up you just acknowledge like these are thoughts and they don't define me and they come up and they go away like a cloud so if you're nervous about something let's say work Mm -hmm. and like it comes up in your head like you just say like all right you know like just watch that thought pass like just let it float by don't let it like consume you like let it go yeah like let it go and realize that thoughts are not things your thoughts are just your thoughts like uh-huh. don't let them define you okay so yeah. it takes time to like meditate and i'm not saying i'm like a meditation expert but mm-hmm. when i first started meditating i'm like i keep like drifting off or i keep falling asleep but you have to just like keep trying it and it gets better and better, like a, like a skill. Yeah, you know, you get better and better at it. I like to actively meditate. Yeah, that's a big thing too. Yeah, so it's like for me, meditating is like cleaning, right? And organizing, yeah, or uh, like creating something. Drawing right. is meditating. Yeah, you know, or coloring, or mostly like if I have if I'm cleaning and I have music really loud. I mean, all that's happening right. is I'm going through the motions and I'm singing that song. So I'm not like what will I do next or does everyone oh, right. hate me? Right. So you're living in the moment just, too. Yeah. And because I just thought of a too. quote. Yeah, you just reminded me okay. when you said that um I it, it's Zen spiritual spirituality I can't even say that word. Spirituality. That Spirituality. is not thinking about God while peeling the potatoes. Zen spirituality is just peeling the potatoes. Okay. So you're so just, I'm just focusing peeling on the that. potatoes. Interesting. I'm just folding the clothes. I'm just cleaning the floor. Because when I like meditate and like journal, and it always makes me think. And it's like the quote, I think you brought it up. Like, the past has already happened, and you don't know what's going to happen in the future. So in the moment, this is, like, in the present, that's what's real. That's what's happening. Not your thoughts about what's going to happen next week or what happened already. Like, that's done. So, like, whatever's in the moment, that's what's reality. That's what's real. I live in the present. I think I try my best to. I mean, I'm not perfect. You know, one's perfect, you know? (laughs) Exactly. But kids will be like, Miss Brooks, are you coming to get me next? And I'm like, I only know who's now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. You have to wait until I look at that list again. It's a surprise. It is. It's a surprise for me every time. I'm like, oh, look whose turn it is. Right. I I never know, and and neither should you. We are all on, we're living on the edge. That's exactly right. So yeah, autism. And um, thanks to we we're gonna break this down into uh, multiple episodes. To, so today right. we're gonna talk about early intervention, like zero to three autism, mm-hmm. and we're gonna try to break it down even further to what you see, what you do, and what you write. What type of goals? Yeah, yeah. So um, to start off with autism, it's a disorder of relating and communicating, and characteristics present on a spectrum that vary in both type and severity. Correct. So that's just the most specific definition I've ever yes, heard. Yes, never heard of that one before. No. Um, but so basically, it, you can have twelve autistic kids that are all twelve different people the way they present and they are going to be that way the primary characteristics though of autism are problems with social communication uh restrictive repetitive movements or patterns and also language impairment yep so the social communication portion could include anything from because if we're going to specifically focus on the little ones Um, that counts as like poor eye contact, um, they're not waving or, you know, using gestures. Those all are their problems with social communication. Yeah. And they have decreased engagement or interaction. They might like their own space in their own Mm -hmm. time and they don't really engage in cooperative play or joint attention. They're not paying attention to the same thing as somebody else's at the same time. Unless it's a screen. You could both pay attention to YouTube at the same time. Uh Um, Also, these kids usually 
Because of the deficits in social communication and language impairment, they're going to demonstrate with some sort of frustration because they're not able to advocate for themselves or request or describe their needs or desires. And that's where we come in because that's, they may yep. not naturally acquire language. Right. So I'm thinking now, let's say, depending on like how, I guess this is very individual per state, but we're in New York, so we have early intervention. So we, as speech language pathologists, go into the child's home or you could work in like, um, like an outpatient and they come to you. So a lot of the yeah. times they already have the label of autism. But there, I have had some kids that I'm like, oh, no, am I the first one who met them? Right. And mom is, I'm like, am I the first, you know, SLP they've seen? And the mom's like, yep, you're the first one. And I'm like seeing all these signs and I'm like, no, how do uh -huh. I go about this? So, so you mentioned yeah, talk state, about that. but I yeah. wanted to go back to that. You know, we have listeners in Greece, in oh, Australia, yeah. yes, France, <laughs> Mexico, um, <laughs> Shout out to all but, you guys, yeah. international. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yeah, and how it thanks works. for listening. But yeah, so that's what I wanted to ask you because many times I've worked with uh, several different individuals on the spectrum who present in a variety of ways. But I never know until I see them unless they have like a significant mandate where I'm like, oh, this person must have something in right. addition to just language delay mm -hmm. because they're mandated for services right. five times a week for an hour right whoa but usually that's, that's like mandate. multiple disabilities mm -hmm. um so that would be my only indication until i speak to a parent and if so like let's say i want to get clues about a child yeah. because all i'm given really is a name and a number and an address mm -hmm. and availability so i'm going to call them up and i'm going to say hi i'm deborah i'm the speech therapist i work for city sounds of new york i'm going to be providing services for your family and i just wanted to ask you a couple questions so i know what to bring with me when i come to see right. your kid i like that opening. so i'll be like what is he interested in right and if they or tell she. me or she um if they tell me like trains in the eye. I was just gonna say yeah. Thomas. Well, I mean, everyone likes that guy. I, I hate know. him, but everyone likes him. He's so overrated, but whatever. Yeah. I guess I don't get it. I'm not a kid. And it's not good to make a joke, a gross overgeneralization. Just because right. a kid likes YouTube and Thomas. Thomas doesn't mean that they're on the spectrum. Right. But it is likely that if they're on the spectrum, they're going to like YouTube and Thomas. Interesting. These are not. Do you know why they like Thomas? I think because it's linear. Oh, well, my fellow SLP told me that because the background moves, but the face doesn't. So they're like, it's easy for them to like stem off of it. Ah. Uh, yes. Interesting. Yes, right? Yeah. Makes so, sense. So um, that's why they like Thomas. But all right, let's go into signs yeah. and symptoms. So, One of them is not Thomas. Okay, yeah. do not take this no, as... No, because like, well, everyone, likes Thomas Thomas. everyone likes Thomas. Everyone likes Thomas. a sign or symptom. Except for us. We don't like Thomas. Yeah. Um, but in general, so, so like I'm just saying that if a parent can't really expand beyond that in terms of interest, if they're not like, right. oh, he loves to you, tell you stories or yeah. he likes his bear or he like... Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know what else I can go. He's yeah, playing with his brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they're like, oh, he likes jumping on the couch. Right. So then I'm like, oh, he likes that sensory input yes. there. So maybe there's some sort of sensory involvement. So the, that's the first question I'll ask. Like, what should I bring with me? And then I'll ask, like, so how does he mostly communicate with you? Does he use sounds or mostly gestures? So I kind of present it in a way so that when they respond, they're like, oh, he actually doesn't speak in sentences right he usually signals to me i present that as like an initial um option so that they don't think like what they're saying is off the charts or different oh, right okay so this is yeah. like the interaction i'm just having for the first time on the phone with this person right so um i'll get an idea there but then one time i had a parent that was like you know what um, so-and-so is a better person to talk to about this. So when you come here, he, like, that person will just answer all your questions. So I'm like, okay. Who was the other person? It was, like, another family member. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like grandma or So something. I had no idea. So I had no okay. idea going in. Um, I work in a private practice, so a lot mm -hmm. of times I don't have that, that much information of them coming in. So I, they come in to me, and I'm just like, hey, what's going on? You know, like, why are you here? Mm -hmm. And then I kind of let them do all the talking and I'm the active listener 
And yeah. then I have a questionnaire, and one of the, my favorite questions on there is, how does he do with other, he or she, how does your child do with other kids? And if mm -hmm. I say, if I see, like, um, mostly, you know, keeps to themselves, that mm -hmm. I feel like for me is a red flag. Um, another question on my questionnaire is, um, do they get easily frustrated? Okay. And that's another big one, like, um, right. you know, if they can't get their point across, they just, like, give up and start crying. I feel like that's another red flag. Exactly. So, um, obviously, so that's what we'd yeah. be seeing if we were um, entering the room with a new client who right. is potentially on the spectrum. Yeah. So the activities that we would like to start working on with them is, so the first thing that I'm going to do with them is I'm going to try to sit down on the floor with them. That's a good one. I or like try to one. sit at the table with them. I always try the table and mm -hmm. then the floor because I don't want to set up like, oh, okay, I don't expect right. you to sit because I do expect them to sit. Yes. So I, I like the table first as yeah, well, or like a, mm -hmm. even if it's a small table, but yeah, I do prefer definitely. like the kitchen table. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. like if it's in the home. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I feel like the most of the kids I see on the spectrum are in the home. Uh, I have a mixture, but, um, mm -hmm. some at home and some, they come to me. Okay. Um, but I've had in the home we did, uh, the mom would have like the little table and chairs. Right. Like, or if they don't have them yet, I'll say, like, hey, you want to invest idea. in this? Yeah, so they can have a workspace. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, um, I'm initially, so if I can get them to sit, then the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start breaking out some things that I have to just get them to yeah. interact with me. Right. So from that, I would either have shaving cream. Nice. Or a, I have a toolboxes filled with all different brushes. Oh, what kind of brushes? Like cleaning brushes, hair brushes, paint oh. brushes, makeup brushes. Wow. Um, like like really uh, bristly brushes. I feel like brushes. I would like that. Yeah, I like it too. I feel like okay. if I like it, everyone likes it. So that's, that's what I do. It's very egocentric of you, but sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I agree. Yeah, that's Yeah, fine. but well, also though, like if I'm in charge and I demonstrate interest, then I'm mirroring the interest that I want somebody else to demonstrate towards me. Right. So if I think something's cool, someone next to me is going to yes. think it's cool. Yes, yes. But if I'm, like, bored or if I'm, like, oh, card, 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 then they're not going to be into it either. Exactly. Yeah, I could probably would be a very good saleswoman. Right. I'd be like, this is the best. Look at these brushes. Exactly. You get one, you get ten free. You can brush your hair, you can brush your <laughs> arms, you can brush your belly. <laughs> brush, 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 brush. You have lint in your belly yeah, button? Brush, we got a brush, brush for brush, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just brush it all away. We'll have a slogan. We'll have neon brushes. We'll have, like, fidget spinning brushes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Those are dying out. Well, I hope. I'm sick anymore. of every Me kid too. being like, Miss Brooks, guess what I have in my pocket? I'm like a fidget spinner. They're like, how? you know <laughs> yeah lucky Shocking. guess so after like i get their attention with this these sensory objects mm -hmm. such as like shaving cream or the brush box the then brush box. i'm going to try to do some other sensory things like the z vibe yes which I, we were talking about yes i recommend Someone from z vibe should just reach out to yes reach always... out we recommend it to the parents yeah i remember i walked into one house and the girl was um just mouthing everything. Right. And I asked the mom, like, hi, have you heard of a Z-Vibe? And she looked at me like I had 10 heads. And I'm like, just Google it. Yeah. Because it just doesn't sound right oh, yeah, right I know. away. Yeah, like, yeah, you're kind of vibrator. For your face. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. I love the Z-Vibe, even if, like, I'm not quite sure if it's doing anything. It's just, like, how we, like, we're doing the podcast. The podcast starts when we hit the red button. Speech therapy starts when we start doing the facial on. massage. So yeah. it's just, like... It's like a commencement of activities. And also it's increasing sensory input mm -hmm. in order to trigger a motor response, but also to put some input there so that they could have sensation and they're able to perceive the different portions of their oral cavity prepping right. them for speech sound production. Yeah, or for feeding because, I mean, a lot of our um, children, I guess, especially on the autism spectrum, will have... Uh, probably aversions to certain textures, so getting right. their tolerance. I love to ask, does your child eat a variety of textures yes, and consistencies? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, so what questions do we like so far? Um, how do they do with other children? How they, yeah. How do they interact with other children? How what they are they? Yeah. How do they communicate with you? Mm -hmm. uh, what are they, they interested in? What are they interested in? Uh, what frustrates them? Or how like? 
How, how quick are they to become frustrated? Yeah, something like that. How can they manage their frustration? Or do they typically frequently pres- yeah. present with frustration? And then also, do they consume a variety of textures and right. consistency? Mm-hmm. Those are great questions to ask when you're first meeting this uh, type of family. And the next thing that I wanted to talk about, so we said, oh, I like to do some tactile play. So like hugs, spins, squeezes, tickles, and like anticipatory mm-hmm. play. So I'm like, I'm going to get Waiting. you. Uh, 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 uh. And I wait for them to be like, no, and like kind of like smile and push my yeah. hands away. And I'm like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then they're like, no. Yeah, you know? or sometimes they like it and then they take your hand, they right. pull your yeah. hand. So. Yeah, I had a boy who used to always take my hands. He liked when I squeezed his head, like putting my hands on his ears. And I, I have a boy like that exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so that made me think about like the um, vestibular system. The, mm-hmm. And then also this child probably like struggles with a lot of sensory input like especially auditory sensory stuff so he probably likes how like the world gets shut off a bit Mm -hmm. so then um the next thing that we would work on like an activity what kind of activity would you do i like bubbles because they're easy to transport everyone has them and they're such a great activity for carryover right like parents are like what can i buy what can i do and i'm like do you have bubbles and they're like yeah i'm like all right there you go (laughs) right you know they all have it and you could they can bring it to the park with them so um i like to uh blow some bubbles and then close the cap and just wait and that's how i get them to ver- I mean, obviously, they have to be interested in the bubbles, but, like, nine times out of ten, the kids are. Yeah, everyone's are. interested in yeah, bubbles, exactly. pretty much. And yeah. I like them, too. Just like you, yeah, you like your them. brushes. Yeah. Look how cute. It's like a hologram. Like, you know? It's like, yeah, I like Wizard of Oz. I'm like, it's Glinda. Yeah. That's a Glinda bubble. <laughs> so, um, so I wait for them to communicate, whether it's a point, a verbalization, or a pex symbol. Uh-huh. Uh, which I know we talked about pecs, and a lot of people were interested in that pecs uh, topic. So, right, yeah, um, we have to. T- I think we should do a whole episode on pecs. Whoa, you we do? should talk. I think that it has to get broken down. I think you do it so frequently that for you, it's like way more naturalistic than it is for people who don't. It's not natural for me. You're like, right. you're like, oh, you just take an interest inventory right. and then you yeah. make a picture and then you have three people and then you have one person hold up the picture right. and the other person hold up the object. That's all right. That's all step one, though. I told you I'm very good yes. at remembering <laughs> what I hear. Um, all right. So, I right. mean, there are six steps to pecs. That's the important part. And then one of my... I'm just going to break it down quickly as... Uh-huh. But as consistent as I can. So... Uh, I'm going to run out of... No, we're going to pause that. So, in three minutes, we're going to do our housekeeping. So, here we go. So, um, first, what you just said, how to communicate. Mm -hmm. What you're teaching them in the first step is just how to communicate. So, you find what they like. Let's say it's Bubbles now. (laughs) Not Mm -hmm. Thomas. Wolver Thomas. Bubbles. Bubbles. Where you need three people to do it. The child picks up the symbol, hands it, even if it is with a handover prompt. Mm -hmm. And you could take data. If today was all handover hand, maybe in two weeks it's partial prompt. Maybe in three weeks it's only three times they needed a partial prompt. So you could obviously take data on that. Okay. And then the second step, once they are pros at just exchanging symbols then you increase the distance so i've done this where i would like go kind of across the room and it's great to see the kid they pick up the symbol symbol they get up they walk across and then oh, okay. they exchange it with you they're like oh i have to give her my information so that i can get this thing that exactly I want. and mm-hmm. that's teaching them uh persistence and seeking you out because okay. the mom or the dad or the teacher in the future is not going to always be right there right to for them to ask so it's teaching them now, to go up what if he brought it to somebody else i think that would still count okay, for sure like, yeah he's still he's, he's still, still communicating, communicating. Yeah, yeah exactly but like what if he only brought it to someone else because that person's closer to him he i think that still counts i would be like he's smart he right. is going the fishing route right yeah <laughs> yeah exactly Good. okay so great step three is when they start to discriminate and that's a big um thing i see different slps or other professionals kind of make a little bit of an error that Mm -hmm. you start with one or two symbols and then you start to present with them with two or three or four symbols where they discriminate what they want 
And then step four is when they have a sentence strip, I want, and then, but that you don't ask them, what do you want? Our favorite question. Uh-huh. Step five is when you ask, what do you want? And then they respond to the question. So they okay. don't respond, start responding to that question until step five. Okay. And then there's only one more step, which is commenting, which is I see, uh, I hear, uh, I feel. Uh. Okay. So it's not just requesting at this point. Right. So, so now you're asking and answering questions and providing right. comments now yes. to propel a conversation. Right. Which is like the foundation of pragmatic language skills. Right. And then if they're at this point, it's like they they understand communication. They know how to go up to you. They know how to answer that question. What do you want? And then they're at commenting. Got it. So, we're so at they the understand the point. function of language. Language, yes. And yeah, so that makes so much sense now, the way that you said it. I oh, think good. that I understand way better. Yay! So hopefully I get someone soon. Oh! oh. So there Glenda is here for us. <laughs> she heard us talking about bubbles. So that, that's our halfway that's point. That's our halfway point, and we're going to go over some housekeeping. Exactly, uh, and yeah. if you're driving, this might be a, a nice time to pause so that you can get to school and then check back in with us when you or wherever are you work, or yes, the clinic, or the if you're doing home care constantly. I'm yeah. gonna unclick all these pens that I have. Okay. All these pens, I clicked them open okay. and I didn't close them. She has an array of pens. I do. I like so. pens. If I have to write all the time, I should be able to do it in a way that I feel pleasure. I I like that. I agree yeah. with that. Anyway, so we're now on iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Yay. Check us out on iHeartRadio, SLP's Wine and Cheese. The podcast. Yes. And we're also, so we're on iTunes. We're on a a several, a bunch of things that I signed us up for. We're not on Spotify yet because they're not taking anybody new right now. Oh, And uh, I got to start pursuing Alexa more. The Amazon thing. Oh, okay. But uh, yes, yeah, so stay tuned. But right now we're on iHeartRadio and iTunes. That's the most popular things that we're on. Um, and then also you can find us on our Instagrams. My Instagram is at Deborah D E B O R A H Brooks B R O O K S and then C C C S L P. That's where I post videos of myself doing speech therapy. And um, I also have another Instagram called Color in Speech, and that's where I post my products that I draw and sell on my website. You inspired me. I started drawing a little bit too with my kids. Oh. I'm not as good as an artist as you. I'm not even trying to be. But I but got it's that good. Way with repeated practice right because I was never huh. somebody who was like great at drawing and now I feel way more confident oh just okay I've been doing it I've just yeah. did it over and over and kept going and now I'm like oh I really can draw like anything now oh wow well, well, I'm I not that confident off that way well all. I did was playing a game and I was like all right let's write these words down and I was like let me draw little pictures and actually the little girls drew a picture too and I was like all right great yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah she chimed in there sometimes I don't even have to play any type of game because I'm drawing so much and kids are so interested in just the motor planning of drawing that that's enough of a positive reinforcement to get them to continue doing whatever activity yeah so i don't have to waste time opening a game right i don't have to do all these things they're just like can you draw sonic and i'm like well let's find out so the longest i take to do anything is like google image a picture of sonic yeah and then I draw it, and they just and and then I'm like, okay, well, you can't color it until we say these twenty words, right? Or until we finish this worksheet. That's the kicker. And <laughs> then they get to take it home with them, and yeah. they just think it's the greatest thing. That so is the greatest thing. If you can draw, just try to practice. It's yeah. really the like the best tool I have. Wow. Yeah, that's great. And my Instagram is Maria underscore K O T S O N I S S L P. And of course, our S L P Wine and Cheese podcast. Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. So it's just SLP's wine and, and cheese, cheese pod, pod. And then we have a underscore between each word. And yeah, we have like some fun videos of what we're doing. Yeah, stay during, tuned because yeah. we're doing transcripts and we're gonna we're gonna have more videos to come in the future. We're brainstorming like maybe like one, two, three tricks and tips that we put in the show. Like we'll make con- confrontational videos about that, like okay. isolation boost type videos oh, okay. that we we'll post on our Instagram and transcripts, and we'll have more contests and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, stay tuned and write us at our email. It's slpswineandcheese at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. Yes. And, uh, yeah, please write to us. 
Yeah, because so, we get along with everyone, right? I mean, I yeah. feel like everyone who writes to us, it's so great mm-hmm. and it's exciting. Yeah, Do you feel like family. you got along with everyone in grad school? Um, I do feel like I did. Yeah. I didn't. I don't know if everyone liked you, though. I'm oh, I'm sorry. sure they didn't. I'm, oh, so, I'm sure. like, ooh, I'm sorry if that hurt. No, it But doesn't. you're very self-aware, so. Yeah, I'm so self-aware. Yeah. I'm like, you love me or you hate me. Right. Well, I love you, much, so. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, I think that, like, I always struggled. Motorcycle. Yes. Um, I really struggled a lot ever being friendly with girls. Oh, okay. They all hate me. Interesting. I think like they see me and they're like, you're loud and uh, you make me uncomfortable. And you don't have slides. <laughs> Listen, I killed that. What do you want to know about IOP? <laughs> Not much. <laughs> I think I heard enough. <gasps> no. I swear I keep saying yeah. it. Like that was everyone's 9-11. Like, right. Never forget when Deb had no slides. I never forget. Um, I know because, um, yeah, I definitely didn't forget that. But um, I don't know. I feel like I got along pretty well with everyone in the program i felt like we pretty much just talked about speech so we all had that like in common right so i feel like anyone who's listening to this and you're in a grad program and you're in whatever you want to call it a cohort or just like the your study group i just remember you're all in this together like you all have at least one common ground which is speech so just when right. all else all else fails talk about speech and school and, and i'm sure you'll learn from each other even if you don't like yeah. the person and i think for the most part like when people don't get along it's because there's a sense of like competitiveness there yeah interesting and like who are you competing with these are your colleagues right like, i i'm sure there were people who like weren't the biggest fan of me but like i'm not even aware of that because you know what i don't care right i don't even all i'm like trying to think i'm like who didn't like me but i'm sure i'm like 100%. i personally don't know anyone not that, even if i did i wouldn't even say it on but, air right yeah. now but so it's like <laughs> i'm just saying that it's not even something i would pick up on because i probably would just distance myself from that person and forget they exist right exactly except because, for when you need notes or slides no i have you're like hey like no, me no, for that yeah and then i go them i go to them for that no one's ever failed me there right um but i always knew who i could trust and I always tried to help people out as much as I could. In yeah. Capacity. Always comic relief. I yeah, felt like you were always funny, that. at least. Yeah, yeah, and I have um, connections. I'm like, you want to go to a comedy show? Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, maybe drop the idea of such a competitive nature because, like, you're in this together and you're all, like, gearing towards the same common yeah. goal of trying to help people to, you know, improve their speech-language communication, feeding, yeah. and swallowing abilities. Whoa cognition you know? too and cognition so i think that the the best way to get along with everybody is to just lift everybody up oh i like you, that you know that's good tip there's this i think um, my tip because i feel like i get along with everyone not like i appease i don't want to appease other people i just feel like I'm try to I you know like what you do as an SLP you assess uh-huh. and you see you how they the communicate you okay. see how their personality is uh-huh. and you're like okay this person is uh, pretty serious so this is a person you don't joke joke around with this person's pretty sarcastic so I'm gonna be sarcastic too and they're uh-huh. gonna like kind of agree with you know get that humor that I right. have so try to find like what works with them and what doesn't <laughs> like yeah. your clients you know yeah, like sure. all right this person does not get these jokes so just don't joke around with them because they'll take it the wrong way <laughs> or this person's like just joking around all the time so like joke around a little maybe you're too serious for them right you know so like yeah. try to see how like and if you're finding yeah. yourself like constantly having issues with other people then maybe you should just like reflect for a little bit on um, like yeah. how can you change your demeanor and your position in order to like cater to their best interests how right. can you like reach a common goal and also yeah like how can you just try to win them over a little bit like for instance I try not to ask any accusatory questions. Right, yes. So I never say, well, why were you late? I would say, how can I help you get here on time? Oh, wow, you're nice. I'm just like, oh, what happened? No, (laughs) that's a cute, like that would put somebody who's already defensive even further away from me. Oh, really? I want to win you over. I'm like, just tell me the truth. What's up? 
Oh, I need okay. To know. That's nice. Because I, I make them comfortable <laughs> so that they don't feel... Because most people lie because out of fear. Well, is this like for a friend or is this a client or is this anybody. like... Anybody. If anybody uh, okay. has a problem, right? they're likely doing something wrong. Interesting. And I'm not going to help them if I take the approach that they are wrong. Right, right. I can instead be like... It is so hard to drive in Brooklyn with all of this traffic. Yes. And even getting out the door can be just anxiety ridden because you're like, once I leave, I'm not coming back for a long time. Right. And it's going to take a lot of energy to do everything I have to do once I get out that door. That's very true. I understand what it's like to really struggle to get moving. So what can I do to help you? Oh, okay. That's nice. Get past that and get here on time. But am I doing it to be nice or am I doing it because I need you where I need you when I need you? Right. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. I'm thinking also of like girls, let's say if you're in grad school or something, Uh like if they're like late to study group or something, you know, like uh, I guess you could just be like, oh, what happened? You know? And don't be yeah. like, oh, you're late, you know, like yeah, yeah. now all our notes are messed up or something. Uh huh. Did you have study groups? You didn't I did, but it was, I'm sorry. But mm-hmm. I did them a lot on Staten Island. Oh, I but. always studied with Jamie. I feel like a lot. Shout out to Jamie. She said she's been listening. Oh, good. Woohoo. Um, yeah, I feel like I always met in that new building on campus. I we were like, we're just... paying for this new building. We better take advantage. Yes. <laughs> but so, um, yeah. yeah, so. I think the best way just to get along with everybody is to just to not really compete and just yeah, to definitely. try to keep an open space where people feel comfortable with being themselves and being honest and they mm-hmm. feel welcomed. And also to like understand that like not everyone's perfect, including yourself and like they're going to maybe have bad days and like maybe they're pissed off about something and like not to take everything so personal to heart like oh they just blew up on me it was like yeah but you don't know what's going on in their life you know right you think you know but you really don't know so don't take everything like oh they don't like me like no they might just be really pissed off about x y and z yeah don't assume everything is about yeah exactly because maybe they are upset about something right and i always kind of my uncle always says my my heart is broken but my conscience is clear right so like yeah it might bother me a little bit if you don't like me but like my conscience is clear because like i would never do anything to hurt you and right. i'm just being authentic to who i am so if you right. don't like who i am that's fine yeah but like my conscience is clear it doesn't affect me because i'm not trying to hurt you right exactly yeah I so, gotcha. Yeah, I agree with that. that. It's yeah. like, I would like you to like me, but I don't need you to like me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so oh, wait, I didn't get about, to go into one of my activities. Right. Oh, well, man. We only kind of did how we were going to um, establish interactions. Yes. And we said sensory. So now an activity is great. Like, what kind of activity would you use with a child who is um, pretty, I guess, how old are they and what's their level? Um, oh my goodness, this is making me burp a lot. This wine is interesting. Yeah. What's their level of communication? Uh, I guess like maybe a few words, like a, under definitely under like 50, which by like one years old or about one and a half, they should have like 50 words or something At like that. At one, they have 50? Uh, less 50? than 50, less than 50. No, no. Well, that's yeah. understanding. 50. Right, understanding. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, so verbalizing maybe like five. Right, yeah, like a handful of words. Yeah, like I, well, mom, but, dad, boy. Right milk thomas yeah. <laughs> how to bring thomas in uh well bubbles i said right like put the cap on i wait for them to communicate with i'll take anything in the beginning stages like even like a verbalization like a grunting or a reaching like i'll take it because that's still communication and i also like to um have like the wand in front of my mouth and like wait to blow the bubbles and see if i get like a sound uh-huh. and once i get that sound even like again like just any sound then i'll blow the bubbles and oh there's the reinforcement right there right so i like that and um i like to use the shape sorter because i like to use the phrase like put on or in to get them to do that ah sound so uh-huh. like when you put it on and i just do like ah and i just try to get some verbalization out of them uh-huh. and i could even um like uh put like one hand on their chest or on my chest and like shake a little bit or put their hand like near their throat just to get that ah going yeah so 
I do similar. Yeah. I like to pair consonants and vowels. So if I, even if I'm not getting them to repeat after me, I'll still right. do this because I feel like they're retaining it. And yes. they're following the sequence of events and, and maybe that will lead us into eventual verbalization. But I have these placemats that I made that have Disney characters. So it'll oh. be like G and then there's Goofy and Gus Gus on it. Cool. So I have a G and then there's like all dots inside the G. And mm-hmm. then it, so we'll be like, Every letter makes a sound. G says ga 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 ga, and then all across the side it says ga ga ga, gay gay gay, gee gee gee. Oh go, yeah. Go 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 goo goo goo, ga gay gee go goo. And because it's so systematic and formulaic, right. I usually always get their attention if they don't participate. But often these kids do like to participate in this type of a task because it's so structured and Mm -hmm. linear, kind of like a train track. Interesting. And because the brain processes music in the absence of attention. So whenever you like provide a melody or a pattern, the brain's processing Mm -hmm. it. So I feel like I'm engaging them even if I'm struggling to engage them. Right. Yeah. And then I just have like Goofy and Gus Gus. I have more complicated pages like right. the coloring pages in my coloring books that I make. But those are not what I use for this right, population. For this. It's just the letter, yeah. the vowels, and like one or two pictures that, oh, okay. that start with that sound. But that's that... Um, the integration of sounds, letters, meaning. So it's yeah, G that's says good. Guh, mm-hmm. like Gus Gus in the same thing. Yeah, because we're making that. So you exposing them pretty early to letters, right? Which is good. Neurons that, that wire together, that fire, fire together, together wire together. together. Oops, yeah. I messed it up. I expose them early, and I know mm-hmm. there's so many professors that say don't associate the sound with the letter, and I don't know why they do that. I don't know why. I, I'm <laughs> sure there's research, and I don't think that it's practical. And I'll, if you have that research, send it to me. And right. I, and I'm pretty confident I'm going to tell you. In my experience, it's wrong, and I'll and I'll give me any kid, right? Really, because I don't. I think it's confusing. You're like, here's a word, here's here's something, and then here's something in another environment, and then here's something in another environment. By the time you're in the fourth environment, the kid's like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, G ga gus gus. Right. There's all they're all together. <laughs> all together. I just keep them all on thing. one page, literally. Yeah. And then, I get it. Yeah. I see. All right. No, I mean, and then that's I'll good. And throw a homophone in there once they're a little bit more okay. linguistically inclined. Yeah. 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 I mean, so like I like. B says but like bat, and that's something then baseball, and that's a mammal that flies. Whoa. And Whoa. all at once. And yeah. then next. Right. That's yeah. a lot of information and there. One example, though, is good. And you repeat right. yeah, it. Just it's keep not it like I'm one. like all of the homophones. Right. It's just one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And a lot of times our students, they might like our children or clients, whatever you want to call them. Um, Like we were saying about eye contact, how they're not looking at you, but they are still hearing and, you know, um, absorbing what you're saying. um, And retaining some information. A lot of the newer research I was reading about autism is saying that even if they're not looking at you, like they are still processing. So even if the child is still not like, Maybe he's like you were saying, not saying "gu gu gu." He's still hearing, still hearing it. it, right, and They're seeing the pictures. So it. that's good. But then I do so going to well. We are we still talking about activities? Or are we going to? Goals yeah, yet? I'm gonna see. Oh, and also when I do the shape sorter, I like to hold the shape to like two at a time. Uh, I'll present two and I give them a choice, obviously, because uh-huh. then I can get them to obviously point or reach. Some wine, so you have a lot yeah. to say, right? So, so yeah, point. Or actually, also, if um, when you're working with the early intervention ages, uh, when they reach for something, you want to use your fingers to shape their hand to a point with their pointer finger. So you want as they're like reaching with their whole hands, you take your fingers and you formulate a point and then you give them what they want. And I like the shape sorter because obviously it's shaped, so it has like that cognitive aspect and like following directions and manipulating. Mm-hmm. And I just, I mostly like it also because of that ah uh, to, you know, work on that vocalization. I really like but, to use pictures for receptive identification. Me too. So, like, even if they can't point, and I'm just like, which one can fly? And I have a cat and a chicken or something, or like a cat and a bird. Yeah. So if they deviate their head towards the one that can fly, I can mark that down. Then we can progress from there to like staring at it longer than a second. 
and then we can progress to pointing and then we can re- uh, progress okay. to like taking it like okay take the one because you have you so you're sh- uh talking about like function of objects i see if I said that, so if I was doing right. label, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would, I would probably start wherever I could get the response. Right. Wherever I, you know, nothing yeah. is going to take the place of clinical judgment. Right. So there is no like rule of thumb or like this is the right end be all, all, be all. Yeah. It's just you know whatever's gonna work, and you can kind of like judge what the kid is gonna right. be able to. Yeah, that's do. why I'm thinking like if I come to a, a person kid's house or they coming to me and they're pretty much like nonverbal or like I said a handful of words. I'm starting with like functional sounds and functional words to get them to communicate. So like give them, they make a sound and then they get something. Whether it's bubbles, it's a shape sorter, it's a block to put on, you know, whatever they're interested in. A puzzle piece, I like puzzle pieces too. Um, Yeah, so I'm just trying to get them to. Though I really did struggle initially to get to elicit any sort of sound from them. So that's when I started to seek a lot of comfort in trying the Z vibe and the receptive yeah. and then just trying to do like, let me hear ah, A, E, O, O, anything in like See, also when, approximations. When they're words. like young like that, it's hard for them to vocalize on command. That's why I yeah. try to pair it with the activity. So the bubbles can be like pop, pop, pop or blow or uh-huh. ah. That's why I like on because anything can go on. And you have the ah vocalization. Uh huh. That's great. That's so. A great that's what right I like. There. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, thanks. So that's where I'm focusing on in my activities. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're you're um on like the children that are a little higher yeah. functioning, or I don't want really to say well, that, but I, maybe they're more have more I, language. Um, when I can tell there's a lot of receptive right, there, yeah. and I don't want to ignore that receptive component. Because, like, maybe in addition to their nonverbal stuff, they have apraxia. So it's really hard right. for them to make that um, verbalization. So I don't want to spend so much time on just trying to get them to produce a sound. Right. No, that's I true. I engage them in, like, problem solving yeah. and puzzles and, like, play or something. Yeah. You know, something. But then that could also lead to, like you said, like... Um, a, an environment where they're more likely to produce that sound. Right. One time I had this kid doing so much stuff for the <laughs> longest time he wasn't saying anything and then out of nowhere he's like no more. Wow. Like He, he was, was like no more Gus. Gus. like gu, leave no. me alone. <laughs> g- g- Gus. No I'm just he kidding. He said no more. I was like <gasps> see and then you're like yes we've yes. been working on that. I was like yeah good advocate for yourself to get me out of here. So yeah so obviously I work on these things and then what if I'm working on them obviously means I have written goals for them. Yeah. Right. G- yeah. g- goals. goals. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Hashtag goals. Hashtag goals. And this is like I guess we're talking about when we get to the point so like we went in there we met the kid we started interacting with them now right. it's time to write our progress report mm-hmm. we have to write new goals because right. this kid's gonna go on to a new year if they right. have an annual review or if they're gonna go on to see somebody else because they're getting big now and they're right. going to cpsc or preschool or school age or right. whatever they're aging out or something yes so i would give it depends it really again depends but i'll just give a sample goal for pecs because we heard a lot of feedback for pecs. So uh, this would be for if they're still on stage one. So again, stage one is just how to communicate, how to just exchange. So it would be the student's name. We'll exchange a minimum of two symbols to request across three consecutive sessions with 80% accuracy or four out of five trials. Mm-hmm. And then if they've like met that one already, you could do the distance and you could measure it in feet. So like... Uh, name will exchange a minimum of let's say two symbols to request from 30 to 50 feet or something like that and then if you have short-term goals you break it down by the distance okay so you could do that and then you could do a I like to do either a, a you could do both actually receptive um goal which would be like pictures of family members so like mm-hmm. show me mom show me dad and I remember one of our professors in grad school always said to do a field of three. Because okay. a field of two is a 50-50 right, chance. Yeah. So when I see people do, like, we present it in two. I'm like, but that means it's a 50-50 chance. So right, present yeah. it in three. Even if it's like a like a nonsense item. Like, even if it is like a toy train and then mom and then dad. And then you're like, show me mom. 
and they keep reaching for the train, you know, obviously they're not understanding. Right, and they just want to play with that train. Yes, so yeah. they have, and they're not understanding. The only time I think you Mom. should have only two is if your child is handicapped and you mm. um, have to hold something up so that they could see it and you only have two hands. Don't try to balance three things. Right, just that is intense. Keep it simple, just is... two hands. But for the but most part, I do completely agree with you with the, the right. three. Yeah. And a goal that I like to do, even though Maria brought up an excellent point, like don't fixate so much on eye contact. It's not about eye contact. Right. Because they're going to be in, like, they're going to be receptive of everything you're saying and doing, even if they're not looking at you constantly. Mm-hmm. But I do think it is important for being, being able to, as a parent right. or a caregiver, to get the child's attention. Yeah, joint attention. For emergency right. purposes. Right. I want to be able to say, like, Frankie. Right. And then he looks at me. Right. So, or he stops what he's doing. Stops. Yeah, freezes right. and looks at Mostly I want them to look at me. Yeah. Because that's how I know. So I'll make a goal like name will make eye contact in three um, three out of five trials with no more than three repetitions and um, one or two tactile okay. So prompts. it's 60% accuracy, that three out of five. The right. trip well, is no, 20, 40, 60. I say 80% accuracy for three out of five trials. So I want it to happen with 80% accuracy at least three times out of the five times I've tried it. Say that. So if I, if I did it for five sessions. Oh, per session. If that's how I'm measuring okay. it, it depends. The point is that... How do you say 80% accuracy? Because that's not consistent. It's not every time. Oh, it's not well, always 80% accuracy. Well, Maybe. then they haven't mastered it yet. Right. So I'm going to say what I want them to do. Oh, so this is like do. a short term? They'll do it. So I want them to do it with 80% accuracy at least three times out of the five times I made them do it. Okay. I see what that's you're saying. That's what I mean. So okay. Like, so I, word it like, with, yeah, I word it with across three consecutive sessions. So like the so, next three yeah. sessions, okay, that's good. I they like have that. they should have eighty percent because that's the criteria for mastery. Okay. Yeah. But, so yeah, I just write like because I wanted to happen three times out of the five times okay. that I asked them to do it. That's good. So because it could be like within the same session or it could be over three consecutive sessions. Oh. It doesn't matter to me. Right. Just okay. Because it's how I'm keeping track. Yeah. And maybe I, I hope that's clear to the next person that gets it. But right. for instance, I would be like. Frankie and they looked at me I put a check Frankie they looked at me I put a check Frankie they didn't look at me I put an X, X right and then like I'll do that um however five times, many times let's like say. five times in that block mm-hmm. and then so if in that five times they only did it three out of five times then that's the 60 percent accuracy but then what if I if it's an hour-long session I did it later again right you know and I kept track mm-hmm. so I just want it to be consistently Oh, okay. Like over time. I see. I see now. And it's like more that I can measure. So I always like, so I don't have to be, I don't like to be ambiguous with the numbers. Right. I don't want to guess about what I'm doing. Right. I'm like, he looked at me, he didn't look at me. Nobody wants to guess. No, I don't want to (laughs) guess. Okay. So that's good. And then I like like following one one to two step directions. Who doesn't? I like to follow one. I like them to follow one step directions. And I Mm -hmm. talked about that in like our first episode where I had the colored Mm. blocks and I sorted them into clear mason jars and I used the verbal me app. Um, You can listen to our intro episode if you want me to go in more detail about that. Um, my favorite, I like that one step, yeah. one step directions too. And my favorite thing is having them help clean up because I need yeah. help, man. That's right. I don't want to do it all by myself. Yeah. And oh. and it's task completion. Right. And it's also an indicator that this is over. Right. And, we, and it's like, where does this go? Like if it was in their bag or if it right. goes back on their shelves. So it has like that memory component. Like, oh, where did you, where do we find this? Where does this go? And they have to like put it away with you and it's starting to work on the phrase so now i'm gonna work with a kid that i'm building up i'm gonna be like put away pen right put away block, yeah you obviously put it into your session right like, yeah and you could say i like to say bye especially like the characters bye and you have that social aspect too. Yeah. wave to them so anyway what about our tips and tricks now our it's tips about and that time so um you go you want to go first or i'll go, go first, first. Okay. sure why not uh, so my trick and tip is that you want to give the child a choice of two items, one that they would like and one that they don't. So when you give them the thing they don't like, 
you can hopefully they can say no or you could prompt them to say no or even a shaking their head and then you immediately give them what they want. So you're reinforcing them saying no by still giving them what they want because I see a lot of new SLPs mess mess this up. Okay. <laughs> like they'll make the kids say, no, you have to say yes. And then you they give the kid what they want. But if you only reinforce yes, they're only going to walk around keep saying yes or shaking their head. Right, yeah. So they have to learn that no also means I get something. Right, so yeah. So they can learn to sh- yeah. to differentiate eventually. Right, because yes at some no. point everyone wants to be like, oh, they said it so they should get it. But like, no, they can't eat dirt. Even if they said right. I want to eat dirt and it's like the first sentence <laughs> they ever heard. That's important too, yeah. So like they need to understand that like even though they say something, that does not mean that they are entitled to it right because once i get to that verbal part with a lot of kids in this population all of a sudden they're like oh but i'm very used to just doing whatever i want right. because like people feel like yeah. they that, that I, re- I don't know better because i requested for it yeah. yeah well this is my favorite way to teach yes and no though uh to teach yeah yes and no do, and then you start with do you want this mm-hmm. do you want this and they don't want this toy you give them the toy they want after they said no because like okay. oh you said no you still get what you want mm-hmm My tip is, like, just because of the eye contact thing, I like to put a sticker on my nose, and I just have them stare at my nose once I get their attention because um, it's easier to stare at a nose than it is at eyes. That is true. I like that tip that you give. I've been using that more often, too. Yeah, look at my nose. Yeah, that's a good one. So I'll put a sticker on my nose, so I'll be like, look at my sticker, look at my sticker. Oh, i got to try that with another kid I have. He loves stickers. You can get, like, one of those red circle stickers so you just look like a clown. Sure. Or just an, any sticker. <gasps> okay. Yeah, any sticker will do. Just use yeah. what you have. Don't go out and buy red no. clown stickers. If you have a ton of stickers, yeah. use If you those. have something sticky, then yeah. if you have tape and construction right. paper, put that on your there nose. There you go. Don't buy anything. Right. Stop buying stuff. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> and to end our quote, our oh. quote is... What is our quote? It's not a disability. It's a different ability. Uh-huh. Things Lovely. With, with children, working with children with autism. And I think that's such a good quote to tell parents, especially when they hear the news that their child has autism and it's your whole world is uprooted. So just remind them. It's not a disability. It's a different ability. Mm-hmm. I also like yeah. to tell them, like, your kid is your kid is your kid is your kid. Right. No matter yeah. what, still... you're going to have the same exact kid when you walk out of this door, regardless right. of what these people say to you. Oh, wow. That's empowering, too. Yeah. Good. So I'm like, that's your kid, and, like, you have them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's still that's the it. same kid. Yeah. You know, that's even it. with the label or not. Exactly. But anyway. Have a good night, everyone. Yeah. Ciao. Ciao.